Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. The postseason has arrived for several spring sports, and Michigan will be well represented. We're talking men's and women's tennis, men's lacrosse, and softball, plus some updates on the Michigan teams not currently in season, including some football recruiting. All coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here Tuesday morning, May 9th. Been a while since I've talked to you guys. Uh, what what do you guys watch sports-wise this time of year? Neither of you guys are like every night Tigers watchers, are you? No, I haven't been that way in years. They're good. Uh, I don't know, everything, NBA playoff, All right. XFL, I, I don't know. <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean, wow. I'm, I'm a big, yeah, XFL, come on, man, that's sad. <laughs> How many teams are even in the XFL these days? Is it still like 10 or something? I don't even know. Eight, the championship game is the Saturday night. Oh, already? That seemed quick. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big NHL playoffs guy. I mean, I just eat it up. Even though the Blues aren't in it this year, it's still just, I don't know. It's just entertaining to watch, fun to watch. Um, it's been a great playoff so far. And, yeah, I'll, I'll have the Tigers on if I'm – on my laptop and I'll have it on in the background. It's not like I just sit and watch like every pitch, like I used to enjoy, but uh, yeah, I mean, now that they're playing better at coming off that nice little sweep of the Mets, they're actually kind of uh, competing a little bit now. So maybe I'll try and watch a little bit more now that they're at least uh, putting together some, a string of games here where they're actually playing pretty well. So. Yes. I was glad I was truly off the grid to not have to witness that the trip saved me from, you know, being there in person, probably for at least <laughs> one of the games. So, I that, mean, Scherzer and Verlander both on the hill, and they lose both games. Man, tough break for the Mets. Tough break. Yeah. Well, yes, they've got some problems for sure. We'll see if they can turn it around. Uh, all right. Well, this is the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. We've got we've got a lot of a lot to talk about here. Um, a lot of spring sports here into the postseason, as I said. Let's start with softball. Uh, they will play. Tomorrow, Wednesday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they are the 10 seed in the Big Ten tournament. They open against 7 seed Penn State. That is on Big Ten Network. Uh, the winner would face uh, 2 seed Indiana on Thursday. Uh, Zook, this team is 26 and 24 overall. 10 and 13. Uh, I mean, I did some did some research here on, on kind of the last time the Michigan softball team was was this mediocre? And it's been a long time. 1990. You got to go back to when they were, you know, about 500. And, you know, the, otherwise every year, well above it. They were 29 and 27 that year and 500 in the Big Ten. You want to want to find the last time they were actually under 500 in the Big Ten as they are this year? 1983. It was two years before Carol Hutchins took over. I guess what what is your assessment of the program uh, right now, obviously, under, you know, a first-year head coach? Yeah, I mean, I, we kind of knew going into the year that they it was going to be a re- rebuilding year. They lost right. their two aces from last year. Their offense was struggling even years prior with with Hutch at the helm, and then they just they just didn't have enough bats this year. And I mean, yeah, you look at their offensive numbers, and they're pretty bleak. I mean, twelfth in runs scored, twelfth in home runs. They're just not storing enough, and they were kind of able to overcome that the last three, four years with Alex Duraco and Megan Bobby in, in the circle because they were just so dominant pitching-wise. This year, that really hasn't been the case. I mean, Lauren Durkowski has been pretty solid for them as their, as their number one, but behind them, 
Bryant behind her. They just haven't had consistent starts in the circle. So yeah, they kind of they've been in a lot of battles, but just haven't been able to to pull them out. And yeah, to to lose their last seven Big Ten games to finish tenth after they haven't finished worse than fourth at all under Hutchins is uh is kind of surprising. Even though you knew it was it wasn't going to be a a good is going to be a little bit of a setback, but I don't think anyone predicted tenth in in the Big Ten. And, you know, to be fair, this isn't just all on, you know, Bonnie Thole. I mean, oh, under, no. under Hutch, you know, the past, you know, few years, it's been, you know, the, the records have, have been there in the regular season for the most part, but they haven't, you know, they haven't done much in the, in the, uh, you know, in the postseason. It had been a while since they've gotten out of the regional. So, uh, but even, even getting there seems like maybe a, a stretch right now just to get to the NCAA tournament. They need to, to make a, a run in this thing, if not win it. Is that kind of. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's. Uh, I was looking at some bracketology um in the last couple of days, and it's the last I've saw was from like April twenty third, and Michigan was seemed firmly in the in the field then, but that was kind of before they had this uh stretch where they've lost a lot of games, and that obviously has hurt their RPI. And right now they're currently at number forty nine in RPI, so I, I and there's a lot of Big Ten teams ahead of them now. Uh, like Penn State, for instance, is number forty-five. So I, I think they would have to win at least a couple games here in, in the Big Ten tournament. Maybe not win it, but yeah, I mean they're definitely on the bubble or just outside of it right now. I uh, it would be my guess, but it's not like the the basketball tournament where you can really get dive into things <laughs> and kind of get a a good read on on which teams are going to make it. I know Hutch has said in the past when, when the bracket has been announced and she's been livid with how few big 10 teams have gone in, in the past uh, this year. I mean, their mission needs to hope that a lot of big 10 teams didn't because I mean, their RPI is better than is, is not 10th out of big 10 teams, but they're still behind a, a lot of big 10 teams. You know, not necessarily a bad thing covering a, you know, men's basketball team that was, you know, on the bubble for so much of the season. It's all that information sometimes is not good for the, for the players themselves to kind of know exactly where they stand and what they need to do. Just like go out and play and, and you're trying to win this big 10 tournament, right? Regardless of, of how your regular season went uh, and, and, you know, maybe free of some of the pressures of exactly what you need to do um, is not, is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, we've got, uh, we've got both tennis teams, uh, into the, the sweet 16, the super regionals. Uh, we can, we could start with, uh, uh, women's, uh, men's tennis. Cause they play, they play first. Uh, they have, they beat Toledo and Cal, uh, at home and they will host, uh, USC uh, on Friday at 4 PM here in Ann Arbor. Um, they are the seven seed. Uh, they play, you know, the 10 seed, uh, Trojans, um, these are, you know, 64 team tournaments, but they, you know, they just kind of see the top 16 teams, you know, all, all the different hosts, um, you know, in, in, in both the men's and women's bracket, that's how that works. Uh, yeah, I guess what, Ryan, what can you tell us about this men's team? Yeah. I mean that they're, they're pretty solid it, when, when they win the doubles point this year, they're 21 and zero. So that's, that's going to be the key. I think moving forward, if, if they can take that doubles point, they should be in position, good position uh, for, for out the, throughout the rest of the match. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, a pretty experienced team and they're, yeah, I mean, ranked top 10 again and, and looking to get back to the, to the lead eight for a second straight year. So I, I being able to host, I think is a, a big advantage for, for both teams. I mean, the fact that they get to play on their home court and, and it's uh 
is is a big advantage. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I would think I would like the like like their chances move to move on. Yeah, the the women's team is the five seed. They host twelve seed uh, Virginia on Saturday, one p.m. Uh, they already beat Youngstown State and Notre Dame. Anytime we talk tennis, Ryan, I think about the one time that we played each other and <laughs> you brought one ball to the match. He just brought one ball that he probably just found outside the court on his way in. I was like, this is worse than bringing nothing. Just I have a fresh can or just say, oh, I forgot to bring it. But I to bring one shows he put some thought into it. I think I had it in my car. I'm like, oh, I probably should have brought brought balls. And I'm like, oh, I might have some just laying around in my car. And I had one stray tennis ball in my car. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Let's, yep. let's party. Let's yep. rock and roll. Dropped it. It bounced up to like, I think it passed my sock. Maybe <laughs> I didn't. There was not much to it, but uh, uh, good times. Um, and then lacrosse, the men's lacrosse team, uh, first ever NCAA tournament. Yes, this is their yep. uh, after after winning the Big Ten. Um, yeah. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about them. I mean, it's really a, a pretty remarkable run for the Wolverines since they were 0-5 in Big Ten play last year, and they were only 2-3 and during the regular season this year. So they definitely earned it. I mean, they beat number one seed Penn State in the semis and then routed number three seed Maryland, the defending national champions, 14-5 to in the in the Big Ten title game. So, I mean, that's it's quite remarkable what, where, what they've been able to accomplish this year. I mean, I don't think many people would have expected this given their – their history they don't have a rich lacrosse history and all to knock off a couple top 10 teams is uh pretty pretty impressive and it's a lot to do it again in the first round of the NCAA tournament when they face number eight overall seed Cornell uh in in New York uh on Sunday and even if they get by that then they could earn a showdown against top overall seed Duke in the national quarterfinal so but they'll have to earn it again if they're going to continue to move on and keep their season alive uh yes, that game is uh Sunday Sunday at uh two thirty two thirty it is on uh oh sorry I've got yeah this said two thirty something else said five but maybe that's the that's a Duke game anyway uh two thirty uh ESPNU uh you can watch that one and yes going to going to Ithaca New York I've spent some little bit of time there the you know some people say a lot of similarities to Ann Arbor uh Ithaca kind of a sort of a bubble you know liberal town. Uh, Yes, it's a interesting place. So yes, they will take on Big Red uh in, in that in that matchup first time uh ever uh in the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have more we'll have more on this team too. I'm gonna go head out to practice today on Tuesday and kind of get a little bit more in-depth story on the program because yeah, like it's not every day that that programs can have this type of turnaround. So I mean they got the Pro, a Big Ten's leading scorer and Michael Baum. They have a freshman goalie who's taken over late in the year and has been outstanding. So it's it yeah, it's there could be some interesting pieces here for this team, and it'll be interesting to see what they can do moving forward. It's a fun uh, sport to watch too. I remember like growing up, I wish I could have played it. You know, so few high schools had it. But anyway, yeah, uh, one of four Big Ten teams uh, in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament with Penn State, Maryland, and Johns Hopkins, which is in the in the Big Ten <laughs> for. Uh, for lacrosse um all right so yes a lot of a lot of spring sports going on uh baseball is still um you know a couple weeks away uh still a couple weeks left in the in the regular mm-hmm. season but you know, we'll we'll be discussing them you know on upcoming episodes uh yeah we said we had some you know other you know sports to talk about as well and there there hasn't been much uh you know with the two basketball teams i think since we last talked the women you know finalized some uh you know roster additions 
Um, you know, the transfers, the men haven't acknowledged any of them yet, which means, you know, some paperwork, I guess, still needs to be done or, you know, some academic work at their previous schools. Um, Hunter Dickinson has chosen his new school. That's Kansas. As soon as he released the, you know, his list kind of, or you knew his visits, no surprise there that that was, that was the choice. Um, but then there's been some, uh, you know, there's been some football recruiting news. Uh, yeah, you guys can 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 tell me about that. Who who has committed to Michigan? Uh, I guess since we last talked. I mean, first off, I mean, what a contrast from from last off season, man. It was like writing about recruiting last off season was was a challenge. It's like they didn't have they didn't generate any momentum from the spring, the summer. They they didn't have many commits, and it's like uh, this is a program that just came off a Big Ten championship for the first time since two thousand four and reached the college football semifinal, and there's absolutely no recruiting momentum. And then all of a sudden this year, it's like it's hard to keep up. They're getting new commits left and right. And pretty darn good ones too. So it's it, they're absolutely rolling right now on the trail and don't appear to be stopping anytime soon. So I think it's kind of a just a good time to break down like what where they are at the, with this class and, and what what's still ahead. Because I mean, sixteen commits is, is tied for tops in the nation. They're they're ranked number one overall, and it's not just quantity; it's quality too. That's eleven guys rated as four stars, nine top three hundred prospects three top 100 players. So, I mean, you, you know, missions are going to be losing a lot of talent this year after the 2023 season, but there seems they're going to be bringing in a, a quite of an impressive group as things stand right now. Yeah. I think obviously the winning is a big deal they, they won last year too. So maybe that's not the difference here, but I, I think overall the dust has kind of settled on Jim Harbaugh and maybe his NFL future. No, I don't, that's not to say his name won't come up in future years because it probably will. But I, I think now after two cycles of this and him flirting with the NFL and interviewing and not taking a job, I, I think players and, and recruits and their families are starting to realize that maybe Jim Harbaugh is here for the long haul. Um, so I, I think that plays a factor. And then, you know, the, the, the staff, I think the coaching staff doesn't make a difference. Uh, Matt Weiss is gone. Dortillo is gone. Uh, I think I made this, I think I said this last week, but I, I think they were in a way kind of their two negatives on the recruiting trail. And they've, they've added some pieces there, too. So I, I think everything is humming at, humming at the right time here. Um, it's a perfect kind of, you know, storm here. Uh, you know, Jim Jim mentioned it. You know, I saw him over the weekend in Bay City, and he was asked about the recruiting class. And he said that they he didn't think that they're on a roll yet, but they were getting there. And he said that they think they're going to be on a rampage soon. So I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> but uh, he I guess it oh, sounds Jim. like more, more commits are coming down the pike. Nonetheless, I mean, he clearly was happy. I mean, things are going the right direction, clearly. They're winning on the field. They're getting the top elite guys off the field. Uh, yeah, things are things are good right now for Michigan football. Yeah, and then and another thing too that I think is kind of being overlooked <laughs> is last year they didn't really have any crown jewels or at all to kind of build a class around. But I think this year that's a big difference maker for them being able to get these elite recruits in the fold early, and then they can start building a class with them and around them. And I think this class has been very vocal in, in, and outgoing in recruiting others. I mean, I was speaking with Jake Ronera, uh, the three-star offensive line commit who just, uh, I think committed uh, early May, late April. And I, I was like, man, what's, what's the difference? And he's like, well, it's just these were all the offensive line commits that were already committed for Michigan had been on him almost every day talking to him, like just, and he said that was not happening with any other school. And all of a sudden, Michigan is making them feel at home, uh, making them feel welcomed, and and really pushing the to get him to join the class. And that's been the case with with a lot of these guys. And I mean, with with a five star quarterback, 
uh, an elite running back, some elite offensive linemen. I mean, there's there's guys that people want to play with and join, and it's just it, it's a spot uh, spiraling effect, and it's 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 a snowball effect, and it's working right now. And um, they're they're getting some legacy guys too. I mean, three star wide receiver Channing Goodwin just committed this past weekend. He's a teammate of a five star quarterback Jaden Davis and the son of former Wolverines offensive lineman Jonathan Goodwin. And who actually played for for Harbaugh at uh at um at with the San Francisco 49ers too. So kind of a nice little tidbit there. And two other latest guys, Jacob Odin and Blake Frazier, their dads also played for Michigan. And I know Jacob has been a, a very vocal guy in this recruiting class and, and is really pushing guys to jump aboard. So you uh you gotta like what uh what's ahead for this uh Michigan recruiting because they needed it. They really needed it. after 2023, they needed to have a bounce back year on the recruiting trail and it, it seems to be happening. I'm glad you brought up the centerpiece point because if even if you go back to previous recruiting classes prior to last year, you know, like 2021, they land JJ McCarthy super early and he's able to help recruit. They get Donovan Edwards, they get the junior Colson and the like. 2022, mm-hmm. Will Johnson commits early. He's able to build off of that. Now, these weren't really top 10 classes. I think they were top 15, so they're, they're good. And they certainly weren't number one level, but it, it, it matters. I think getting the high-profile player, whether it's a, a big-time quarterback, big-time skill guy, and get them in the fold early and get them to convince others, guys they play with, guys they know, high-level prospects like them, they'd say, hey, we can get it. We can do it here at Michigan. Like, people are wanting to come, and, it, you know, it's – these are high school kids. You got to remember at the end of the day, like they're influenced by all different types of things. Um, peer pressure, obviously being one of them and, and having, you know, familiar faces and friends and, and good players to play with. And I, I think that makes a difference. Good players, no other good players. And that's uh yeah, that's a way to turn, go, go from being on a roll to being on a rampage. I'd say that is a step, step beyond in, in Jim Harbaugh speak. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we 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 said there's going to be some uh, a lot to talk about it, and there was just to sort of recap. Um, you know, this week in, in Michigan sports viewing uh, tomorrow Wednesday, you got softball at two thirty on Big Ten Network. Uh, Friday, men's tennis at four o'clock at the Varsity Tennis Center. The next day, the women's team um, at one, and then Sunday two thirty uh, men's lacrosse, and that is on ESPNU. Stay tuned for continued coverage of all of this on mlog.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.